Philip de Winter, your uh, vice president of the Flemish parliament. You have been active in Vlamsbelang for 35 years. What do you think about uh, the recent terrorist attack that took place two days ago? Well, the, the terrorist attack uh, against uh, those uh, Swedish uh, football supporters yes. uh, is a part of uh, the Islamic Jihad against the West. This so-called lone wolf is not really acting alone. He is a part of a bigger war that is uh, issued by radical Islam. It's a part also of those many terrorist attacks we have uh, already known in the past in France, in Spain, and in Germany, but also in our uh, country. These attacks uh, are provoked by the Islamization of Europe due to mass immigration uh, and uh, uh, multiculturalization of Europe. Europe is becoming more and more Islamized, and that also means that radical Muslims are now uh, already uh, in our country uh, and in other countries in, in Europe, uh, organizing this uh, jihad, this religious war against uh, Europe and against our uh, civilization. And this is not the first terrorist attack here in uh, Brussels? There no. have been several? No, there have been several attacks against our airport, against uh, metro stations, uh, against uh, individual uh, police officers and politicians. So this is not the first attack and it won't be the last uh, terrorist attack. Brussels is the jihad capital of Europe. Um, Many of the attacks against uh, Charlie Hebdo was actually uh, raised here in Brussels. Yes. Uh, Brussels is the jihad capital of Europe. Our pol political uh, uh, institutions were always very uh, tolerant towards uh, radical Islam. They were able to build their mosques, to organize themselves, get subsidized. Uh, they had free speech, they could do whatever they want. And that means that Brussels is uh, not only the jihad capital of Europe, but uh, that there are a lot of those uh, radical Islamic State uh, militants and terrorists among us. The attacks against the Bataclan in um, Paris and other terrorist attacks uh, were uh, organized uh, over here for months uh, in Brussels. Uh, because they know that Brussels was a safe uh, haven for them, that they were able uh, to do whatever they wanted. And that's because of the fact that uh, Belgian left-wing politicians that turn a blind eye uh, to radical Islam because those Muslims are uh, the main voters of uh, the left-wing parties. So they uh, are afraid of them and not only afraid but they want them to vote uh, for their parties otherwise they wouldn't be elected anymore. And that's one of the, the, the most important reasons why Brussels became the jihad capital uh, of Europe. How come don't the secret police do anything about this? Well, police at, uh, and also the secret services in our country are not very well organized. Uh, 
Uh, and of course, their hands are tied by the government. The government is not really interested in fighting uh, radical Islam because of the fact that we have a left-wing government with the Green Party and the Socialist Party who are turning a blind eye to Muslim radicalism and fundamentalism uh, because uh, the Muslims and also the radical Muslims are uh, the voters of those parties. And it also uh, implicates that police services, secret service, uh, and so on and so on, uh, don't, the financial means don't have the competences to do what they want to do and to fight those radical Muslims. It's a political issue, it's a, a, a political problem, and uh, it, the politicians, the government, uh, the mayors in Brussels are responsible for what happened uh, a few days ago, are responsible for the death of uh, those two Swedish uh, football supporters. The left-wing establishment, they usually blame this kind of Islamist terrorist attacks on uh, political parties like uh, Blans Blanc or the Sweden Democrats or the recent Quran burnings in Sweden. What do you think is the real reason behind all of this? The real reason is that uh, Islam uh, is organizing this worldwide jihad and wants to Islamize uh, the whole world and first of all, of course, Europe. And they are using all sorts of means. Infiltration, uh, but also, and I I've wrote a book about this, um, also conversion, agitation, intimidation, but certainly also violence. Violence is a legitimate, legitimated uh, mean of Islam uh, to fight the West. And the terrorist attacks are a part of this jihad. You have the religious jihad, you have the economical jihad, you have the demographical jihad, but you also have the, 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 the jihad by means of violence. And that's what's happening now. And there is always a reason. There is always a reason. Uh, there is the Koran burning or there is the, 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 the attacks of uh, Israeli army against Gaza or there are troubles in Palestine or there is always a reason to commit this sort of attacks. But in fact, it's about jihad. Uh, it's about Islamization. It's about the, the hate of uh, the Islam against the non-believers uh, and the fact that they have this duty to Islamize and uh, to fight uh, the, the non-believers and to Islamize the world and certainly the West. According to recent reports in the media, uh, the Islamist uh, terrorist from two days ago, he was living here as a illegal migrant and he was caught with a gun in a coffee shop. How can it be so that the Belgian police don't catch him until several hours after the mm -hmm. attack? Well, he was roaming around the city on a motorbike with clear, like with an orange vest. He was clearly like known all over social media. But even though everybody saw him in the street, the police didn't catch him. Yeah. Well, this guy, he came in, as many of them did, as a sort of an asylum seeker. Uh, Through Lampedusa. An illegal, an illegal alien. To Lampedusa, uh, asked for asylum in Sweden and in Italy. 
when it was not granted, he came to our country, 2014, 15, something like that. He also asked asylum over here. He was not granted asylum. And then he disappeared. Uh, normally he should uh, have been kicked out of our country. He wasn't kicked out. He lived for uh, more than five, six years in our country without anybody bothering him. And that's the whole problem. Those uh, illegal immigrants, those asylum seekers uh, who are not granted asylum, uh, they don't leave the country when it's over for them. They stay as an illegal immigrant and nobody is doing anything about it. It's uh, a terrible situation, um, but that's what it is at the moment. Um, and those guys, they know they are untouchable. They are untouchable because he has a kid, he has a wife and kid, and uh, an illegal immigrant with a kid is never exp uh, expelled out of our country. He, 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 is, he always has the right to stay. And that's why those guys uh, are aware of that and they, they, they think they are uh, invincible, that nothing can happen to them, that they are untouchable. And then they radicalize and then they, they, they organize themselves. They, they can. It's easier to, to buy a gun in, in, uh, in Brussels. And not only a few days ago, but already many times uh, during the last few years, we had that sort of terrorist attacks and it won't stop because our government is not doing anything about it. If you, if you don't close your borders, if you don't uh, get rid of those illegal immigrants, if you don't stop the tsunami of illegal uh, immigrants towards Europe, um, those uh, terrorist acts will continue uh, in the future. Three weeks ago I visited Lampedusa and uh and now there are coming more migrants uh, to Europe through Tunisia. They are also being uh, flown into mainland Europe. Even though we have seen the consequences of the migrant invasion during the uh, 2015 uh, so-called uh, humanitarian crisis, why isn't anything happening? Well, um it's difficult for national governments to act on their own. Uh, they need to act uh, in a European context. But there is no European. Uh, the leaders of the European Union are in favor of open borders. They are in favor of multiculturalism. They are in favor of immigration to solve the problem, the demographical and economical problems of Europe. They think that we need cheap labor coming from Africa, Asia and so on and so on to, to save our uh, industry and economy. And uh, that's the reason why this is happening. This conspiracy of uh, progressive political correct politicians and captains of industry, and world leaders, and uh, international organizations who, in fact, all believe that mass immigration is the only solution for our demographical and economical problems we have in Europe. And as long as we continue this policy, there will be not only terrorist attacks, but there will be the confrontation between different uh, ethnical groups in Europe. We import uh, the problems of the Middle East and problems of other countries. We are confronted with the Islamization uh, of our country, and so on, and so on, and so on. 
Problems will go on if we don't stop mass immigration towards Europe. Only when right-wing patriotic parties uh, win elections, then things can really change. If not, it will become worse and worse and worse. Right now there is a uh, law proposal in Sweden uh, from the government uh, with the support of the Sweden Democrats uh, which introduces a new law where people employed by the state are mandated to report illegal migrants mm -hmm. in schools and hospitals and, and such. Uh, and that comes now after several years. Do you, do you have any law against this kind of... No. There is no law concerning uh, giving a mandate to people uh, to report illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants uh, are allowed to go to school, they are allowed to have medical uh, assistance in hospitals, uh, they are allowed to some facilities in social security and so on and so on, because this is so-called humanitarian aid. But of course, if you allow all these sort of things, they, they won't only stay over here, but they will also uh, come over uh, because they know that they are untouchable and they, they are granted all sorts of facilities. So it's, it's, it's a never-ending story. Eh? <laughs> if they're sentenced uh, to be de deported by a, a Belgian court, uh, are these uh, enforced? If an illegal immigrant have kids who are uh, going to school and so on and so on, an illegal immigrant is never deported. This left-wing government uh, doesn't want that and it's one of the reasons uh, why so many illegal immigrants uh, are tolerated in our country. Um, and also, they, they are also granted all sorts of uh, social security facilities. Uh, their kids can go to school, they have medical uh, uh, facilities and so on and so on. And it's, it's very attractive for new illegal immigrants to come over. We have a lot of asylum seekers, political refugees coming over to Belgium just because they know that the procedure is very easy and that if they are not granted status of political asylum, they stay anyhow as an illegal immigrant. What happened with this ES terrorist is a symbolic example of the, the failure of our uh, immigration policy in Belgium. And your prime minister, uh, the Swedish prime minister, indicated this uh, already in a statement. He said, uh, Belgian government is responsible for what happened. How is it possible that an illegal immigrant can stay in your country for more than um, 10 years without being kicked out, without being uh, traced, without uh, being expelled? Well, it's possible. We see the consequences of this left-wing open border policy now. And I think that a lot of those Muslim extremists use this channel of asylum and illegal immigration to organize themselves, to infiltrate our European society, to stay low profile during three, four, five, six years to integrate into our society, to get used to our way of life and, and our habits and, and so on and so on, to observe also our, our infrastructure, our political system, 
or security measures and so on and so on, and then to commit an act of terrorism. This is organized, this is very well organized by uh, radical Muslim organizations in the Middle East, in, in the Arab world, and they know that we are very, very vulnerable because we have this open border uh, policy in Europe towards illegal immigrants, towards asylum seekers and other immigrants. Uh, what role does the uh, mosque play in this spiral of extremism? We know that in Sweden, mosques have a central role in where they radicalize their supporters and also organize during the elections. We saw during the recent election yep. that the imam said that you should vote for the uh, left-wing or, or socialist party. Is it the same here in Belgium? Uh, of course. We have the same problems with the mosques. A lot of, a lot of these mosques are, uh, not only, it's not, are not only religious places, but are also, in fact, a sort of... A, Uh, have a military, a political, uh, an economical... Uh, uh, the Turkish president Erdogan himself said that the mosques are his barracks. Yes, I know. I know the, what Erdogan said about the mosque, and it's true. Uh, the mosques are much more than uh, as, uh, only a religious uh, place. We, we think that mosques are like churches. No, it's not true. A mosque is much more for a Muslim than only a religious place. It's, it's not only a place of worship, it's also a place to organize themselves. And in the radical mosques, it's also a place to organize themselves to commit terrorist attacks, to, to, to find weapons. To, uh, it's a military uh, organization. Uh, Islam is a military organization. And the mosques are an important, play an important role in this. And that's the reason why several of these mosques are already closed, but a lot of them are still open, certainly in Brussels. Where do they receive their finances? Is it through well, the it, government? or uh, foreign donors? The so-called moderated mosques, mosques, they are financed uh, and also recognized by uh, the Flemish government. But the radical mosques, they don't want any financement. They don't want uh, any recognition. They are financed by, for example, the Diyanet mosques by Turkey, other mosques by Saudi Arabia or Qatar, by the Muslim Brotherhood, and so on and so on. They are uh, very well organized, and all those mosques and the Islamic community in our country is infiltrated by Muslim Brotherhood, by uh, foreign countries, radical foreign countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and so on and so on. A lot of money is in, in invested uh, in, in those mosques because those mosques are, in fact, uh, the, the, sort of the, head, the bridgeheads of uh, radical Islam in their plan to Islamize uh, Europe. We spoke a little bit about uh, the mosques, the politicians, but there is another factor in this problem, and that is the media. How does the media react against the terrorist attacks, uh, but also the Islamization? Do they silence the problem or do they uh, try to put blame on other people? We have seen that a lot in Sweden where they actually blame uh, the recent terror threats against Sweden from Al-Qaeda and all of these Islamist organizations or the Sweden Democrats and media people like me. Is, is it the same thing? Well, it's, of course, it's difficult to silence uh, the fact that there was a terrorist attack with several people being killed and so on and so on. But the media 
is, is obviously not making the link between Islam, Islamization, mass immigration and those terrorist attacks. This is a so-called uh, right-wing uh, complot uh, theory when you uh, are talking about the fact that mass immigration is causing the Islamization of uh, Europe and certainly of the big cities like Brussels. Because of this Islamization, you, there is a sort of radicalization also organized by foreign countries, by the Muslim Brotherhood, by Al-Qaeda, IS and so on and so on. Uh, who are using uh, mass immigration to infiltrate Europe and to commit those uh, terrorist attacks. They are not, uh, they don't want to make the link. Uh, they are very afraid of this link because they are aware that this link, this theory, is in favor of uh, the so-called uh, right-wing, in fact, patriotic parties like Swedish Democrats, Flans Belang, and so on and so on. But uh, let's be honest. Uh, there will always uh, be a reason for radical Islam to commit this sort of attacks. These attacks are part of a larger uh, plan, is part of the jihad of uh, Islam and certainly radical Islam uh, against Europe. One day it will be the Koran burnings in, in Sweden, the day after it will be Palestine, the day after it will be uh, Gaza, then it will be something else. Uh, the cartoons about uh, Mohammed or some uh, so-called uh, blasphemic uh, book from Salman Rushdie, they will always find a reason to commit violence and to continue their jihad against uh, the West. And how do you as a party re react against all of this? Uh, many uh, traditional right-wing politicians are afraid of the media. One problem that we see a lot in Sweden is that the media and the left-wing establishment call every form of criticism, every form of act against stopping the finances to left-wing extremist group or Islamic groups as a threat to democracy. If you have majorities of, uh, Isl of Islamic uh, believers in a city uh, or in a country, uh, it's over and out for the democracy because Islam is anti-democratic. Islam is a, a, a theocracy committed to Allah, uh, committed to their own religion, but not committed to democracy. Uh, so the real danger for democracy is Islam, not right-wing uh, conservative uh, patriotic parties. We are defending democracy against the threat of Islam, not the other way around. I was walking through Brussels uh, yesterday and we visited some of the central neighborhoods and those were totally taken over by yes. uh, migrants in uh, niqab and all of these Muslim headwear. Do you think it's possible to to do anything about this if they're become a majority in your own capital city? Well, uh, this is one of the big problems we are uh, facing. The great replacement, eh? we call it omvolking in our language. It means that uh, our uh, native uh, population is replaced by a, a non-European Islamic population. You have neighborhoods in Brussels, 
Sint-Jans, uh, Molenbeek, Sint-Joosten, Noorden, Schaarbeek, where you already have more than 50% of uh, Muslims. Islam is in charge. Uh, the, the, the imam is more powerful than the mayor. The imam is more powerful than the police commissioner. The mosques have replaced the, the, the institutions of our country and Islam has become uh, the way of life uh, for uh, whole communities in, in Brussels. This great replacement uh, is causing all sorts of problems, not only cultural and uh, civilization problems, but also um, uh, problems of in security problems, uh, problems of violence, terrorist attacks, and so on and so on. In fact, it's a sort of a hostile takeover. The people here in Belgium, in Flanders, and, and uh, the French-speaking population, are they starting to wake up, or what's happening right now? I think a lot of people are opening their eyes now, yes, because of the terrorist attacks, because of uh, the Islamization of whole neighborhoods, the provocations of, uh, of, of uh, the Muslim community towards our uh, population and so on and so on. Um, and okay, we will see. We have elections within a few months. Our party will be the first party. In the polls we are at uh, 24, 25, 26%. Maybe we will be... Uh, the possibility to take the initiative to form a right-wing patriotic government and to put an end to all of this, to put an end to the open border policy, to put an end to multicultural, uh, so-called tolerant society towards uh, radical Islam and so on and so on. Now there is still time for a democratic solution. Within 10, 20, 30 years, I think Europe will uh, be at war. It will be a civil war that already has been launched by radical Islam. The violence and so on and so on are already the first signs of this coming civil war. And I'm very afraid of this. Now there is still time to solve the problems with democratic means. Within a few decades, that won't be possible anymore. I'm very concerned about it. And I hope that we will find other political parties who want to collaborate with us and to find ways to solve this problem. Now it is still possible to solve it on a non-violent way. And the safety situation uh, here in Brussels, is it safe to walk here during the night? How, how are the young people feeling yeah. about all of this when they go home from on a, on a Friday night? Brussels is an unsafe place. And certainly certain neighborhoods in Brussels are not safe for European women who are not wearing the veil or the hijab, uh, for uh, youngsters uh, who are drinking alcohol or listen to pop music. Everybody who is not adapting to the Islamic way of life. Islam is in charge in a lot of neighborhoods. In St. Joosten, Noorden, in Molenbeek, in Schaarbeek, you have Islamic majorities. And this hostile takeover of whole neighborhoods who are completely Islamized. You only see uh, women with headscarves and hijabs. You only see men in Jalaba. You only see Arabic uh, on the windows of the shops. And, and you only have halal. Uh, it's, it's completely Islamized. You think you are in the Kashbah of Marrakesh. Uh, instead of in, a European, uh, in the European capital. There are a lot of consequences. And one of the consequences is that our uh, 
native population doesn't feel at home anymore, is not longer uh, safe in those neighborhoods. European Flemish uh, woman who is walking through those Islamized uh, streets because she's not wearing a veil, because she, she is, is, is... Is it normal with sexual not, harassment or...? It, there are harassments, there are uh, insults, there are a lot of, uh, of problems. And so we avoid those places. We don't go there anymore. Those places are even more and more getting a ghetto, becoming a ghetto than it was in the past. So you have a sort of separated societies, you have a sort of apartheid, uh, you have the, the, the Islamic neighborhoods, you have the, the Europe the Eurocrat neighborhoods in Brussels, you have the neighborhoods where ordinary common people live, and then you have the neighborhoods uh, for the elite and the happy few. And that's it. They don't mingle, they don't mix, they don't come into their neighborhoods. It seems like the development of Islamization has uh, gone longer here in Belgium uh, than in Sweden. What's your message to the Swedish people? Uh, well, be aware that uh, Brussels is 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 Islamic uh, hellhole, as uh, President Trump uh, uh, said. It's the the capital of jihad because of this open border uh, policy, because of this so-called multicultural tolerance. Don't become Brussels. Don't become Brussels. That's the only message I can uh, give to the, the Swedish people. Denna podcasten är producerad av assarkristian.se Där är jag, Christian Petersson, ansvarig utgivare.